Look, at Hardee's, we think that if you're hungry and you have five bucks, you deserve a satisfying meal. Like one of our new $5 all-star meals, loaded with American classics like a charbroiled double cheeseburger, hot dog, fries, drink, even a warm cookie. But hey, if that's not your thing, you can always break out your degree in menu engineering, piece something together from the other guy's value menu, or just swing by Hardee's, get yourself a real meal. The $5 all-star meals. There's no better way to spend five bucks. Price of participation may vary. Price is higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Tax not included. Communication Online, our ACO Club. Welcome aboard, everybody. All you ground troops spinning around smartly on the planet, thank you for being our friends. We're glad you're here. We're going to do something fun tonight on the Thursday, ACO American Dreams with Teresa J. Morris. <clears throat> We're consultants, organizers of the ACO Librarians, Archivists, and Information Junkies. Yep, that's us. 
we love to learn and we love to share. And uh, we're just hanging out here in cyberspace today. We share communications online now. And we're friends in social media with moi, Teresa J. Thurman Marks, and uh, I have T.J. Marks Agency and several others out there under Teresa Morris. If you want to do Facebook.com forward slash Teresa with an H, Morris, T-H-E-R-E-S-A, M-O-R-R-I-S. Now, our brands are all about getting the word out. Now, we're senders and receivers, light workers, truth seekers. We like to talk about topics used a lot in what we call metaphysics, and you can look that up in Wikipedia. The portal of the mind and brain are shared among people who share what's in theirs, and that's especially true of me and a friend of mine in Hawaii, Tommy Huxblood, and he's going to join me tonight. This is an open forum night. We're going to try this. Uh, we used to do psychic readings, and <clears throat> people called in, and anyone can call in and share who they are. If you've got a dream you want to talk about, feel free to call in. Teresa J. Morris Ministries, and uh, I was asked to uh, share as a person that had had interesting life styles and uh, experiences, and I've called them my spiritual path with my faith-based organization I call Dissension Center, and it grew to become something even bigger than me back in the day. From 85 to 89, when I was talking about it, my miraculous whatever that happened. And uh, is that you, Tommy? Yes, that's me. I'm here. Okay. I saw you on both phones. I didn't know which one to pull up. Yeah, I just didn't know which one I was going to pull up. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I have a guest that will come on a little later. Okay. Well, I saw your phone number, but I saw your phone number. I don't know if you want me to pick up your. You had both of them on, right? This well, is your yeah, I'm going to use the other phone too. So. Okay. No Somebody with you? All right. Yep. Well, uh, I was just talking about what we're going to do, and uh, that you were coming on, and uh, we're going to talk about dreams, and we've had ancient history, the Sumerians. In Mesopotamia, left evidence of dreams dating back to 3100 B.C. If you can believe it, that's 3100 before Christ. That's years, the way we go in the solar system. And according to these earlier recorded stories, gods and kings, like in the 7th century before Christ, all the way up to scholar King Asurbanipal, paid close attention to dreams in his archive of clay tablets. Some accounts of the stories of the legendary King Gilgamesh were found, and the Mesopotamians believed that the soul or some part of it moves out from the body of the sleeping person and actually visits the places and persons that the dreamer had seen in their sleep. So sometimes the gods are right. We don't know. We're going to ask Tommy since he seems to know a few out there. But we can say we know God because all of us have a soul. So sometimes the gods said that there were dreams that carry the dreamer. Babylonians and Assyrians divided dreams into good, which were sent by the gods, and bad, they were sent by demons. So we're going to talk a little bit about all of that. And let me let, uh, well, I'm an author. I guess I should introduce myself. I never do. But I'm an author and a writer and a radio host. And uh, I have several websites that I keep up, Cosmos Expo Magazine, Aerotop, Bridge Kitchen Research Association Journal. Ooh, Tommy, what's that? 
a lot of sound coming off of something, Tommy. Is that your speaker or your headset? You don't know? I can't hear you now. Well, Tommy, let me let you introduce yourself if you can hear me. If not, I've lost you. <laughs> Hello? I can hear I can't hear you, Tommy. Something happened. You're still on. You're still connected. But I can't hear you. So do something to your speaker or replug in your headset. But right now you're on and it went and it went off. So maybe he went to sleep. I don't know. I heard another sound, Tommy, but I still can't hear your voice. Oh goodness. Well, uh anyway. there you are. Tommy, that's yeah. very disturbing. What is? No, I hadn't been able to hear you at all. Just heard a bunch of sounds, but nothing. You weren't talking. Okay, you're back now. Now, let's try one more time. Tommy Hawksblood of, I don't even know what town you're in anymore. You, uh, Pahoa is your mailing address. Pahoa, why? Go ahead and introduce yourself, Tommy, please. Greetings, everybody. Tommy Hawksblood. I'm calling from the big island of Hawaii. I'm living in Kaiao now, uh, moving out in a couple weeks. But um, just doing the best I can, celebrating, because my birthday's in a couple of days. And we just got okay to move, so we'll definitely be moving by the end of the month, right after Christmas. How as exciting as that. But uh, lots going on. Uh, the topic for today is dreams, and there's so much to get into on dreams so much we can talk about because uh, it's part of our reality because we spend half of our lives dreaming and not even remember half and half of it. Uh, there's multiple techniques to learn how to remember your dreams even. And some people say they don't even remember any dreams. So there's a lot we, we can learn, we can try to learn and work with. And then when you start seeing and having dreams, trying to piece them together to get truth from them, because you can. I mean, I spent many years doing dream uh, study and research for, for myself. Uh, I worked on techniques and things like that. So there's so much to learn about ourselves from our dreams, about our future and our past. Uh, I can go into a lot of things right away, but I want to take our time to get into this. But dreams are filled with multiple different warnings and, and information uh, the same as trying to tell the difference between a dream and a vision. You can have visions during your dream state. And that's another technique, learning to tell the difference, uh, understanding them. So when we talk about dreams, uh, we can go into dream logs because that's another important thing to learn about and do. Especially if you really care about what's going on. I mean, like I said, you usually spend anywhere from 5 to 8 hours or 10 hours a night sleeping, and you roughly have anywhere from 100 to 1,000 dreams, and you remember two or three of them if you're lucky, and usually you only remember the first or the last two that you have when you wake up, because when you wake up in it, then you kind of remember it, uh, but they come so fast, and they go so fast, time's not the same in your dream state, so when you go into your dreams, uh, you can be in a space and going through a whole thing, it could be an all-day thing, it could be a weak thing, but it's still a short short period of time with inside your dream period. Because uh, you've got eight hours a night, but the average dream is only a short period of time. They can measure it. They can measure when you go into dreams. And I will tell you this, they're not going to release it anytime soon, or maybe they will. But they can actually monitor your dreams now. 
which is another kind of scary aspect uh, because they could put a machine on you and measure your pulse and everything and it'll actually kind of show images of your dream because you're actually seeing it uh, and the technology, we can't keep up with our technology. But there's so many things we're going to talk about. Uh, please feel free to ask questions. Put them in the chat room. Uh, TJ, you can put up the chat room. I'm not sure if you did. Uh, I tried to get in it before it wasn't open. Uh, yeah, so, I have to put up too. It won't seem to take today, but I'm still trying. I'm still punching it in. I've got uh, any Radeon settings, whatever that is, something to do with the new... Uh, it says one two three right. flash That's, chat, but it says it's not one two loading. three flash chat. Yeah, it's not loading, so I don't know. Uh, you know, to do I, about that. I, you can sign yeah, out and sign in, but then you have to you have to sign out and sign in, but you can lose everything and you're gonna have to start all over. Uh, the chat room will stay open, mm-hmm. but that's not a good thing. Uh, it's the only way I could ever fix it because they they had problems. I called them up twice in the past two weeks and. They said they had a few problems. They're supposed to be all fixed, but then again, you can't get into your chat room. I didn't see it when I went on the site, so uh, they're still having problems. But they right, can well, still leave a the message. UFO secret space. We've got the UFO Secret Space Forum now. If you want to leave messages for us, ufosecretspace.com forward slash forum, F-O-R-U-M for our and I'll start uh, proving people that they're not spammers and people advertising all kind of stuff in this day and time. When you have a website, you have to check on it constantly and keep it up. So uh, just so you know, but you can uh, go there because this is an opening, folks. I'm sorry. I don't know why they're having that kind of problem. Sometimes we do, but sometimes we don't. Today we do. So well, All right. Well, back to you. I just want to the dream situation. Uh, right when I got in, five minutes before your show started, my whole computer crashed. Uh, it locked up. Uh, I was trying to get into the chat oh. room, and I, I I put greetings, and it went up. I saw it on your page, uh, but it wasn't pulling up the chat room. It was putting the questions up inside the main page, and then I got frozen, oh. and I just got my computer on. So, yeah, this problem, you know, I don't know if it's technology that's having the problems, the satellites that are having a problem. I know this is a brand new laptop, and I know it's not the laptop itself that's having a problem. So I think oh, there's I a lot of weird things. Yeah, I don't know what if it's the weather or the internet itself, but even here, Tommy, you know, I use uh, I moved into Gulf Breeze, and we have cable here, MediaCom, which is nice, a little cheaper than, uh, well, about twenty five dollars cheaper than uh, you know AT&T and. Uh, Direct TV, but uh, it's been the internet was off at midnight night before last. It stayed off for about 20 hours. So I called me to come oh, and said was, it was down in my area. Mine was down so for, for all night, two nights. But the night before, into the day, into yeah, the morning, it was down all night. Yeah, so you I don't know, know what's going they, on. they they are testing a satellite that blocks frequencies. Uh, the gov- our government is. Uh, they've been doing that for a couple weeks now. Uh, they hit Comcast the first week, and they're, they're trying different frequencies. I guess they're going to be able to jam every frequency if they want to. Uh, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> it's going to be on top of us if we start talking about their problems. But uh, let's try to keep it with dreams today. If you have questions, please uh, call in. You can call in the number right up at the top uh, and say, ask the question if you want. But dreams for me have always been important. Uh, 
I was in a religion for many years, and they do uh, a whole discourse on dreams, which takes a year, but you can do it as long as you want. But the first thing, when we talk about dreams, I mean, people say you have a sandwich before you go to bed, you'll dream, you have a bad dream, you eat a hot dog before you go to bed, or you eat cake, or any. I mean, there's old rumors about dreams. I don't care what you do, you can have a bad dream. I don't care what you do, you can have a good dream. But dreams usually relate to something. Uh, and, and what you'll notice in your dreams, you'll be having certain kind of dreams for a week, and all of a sudden you have this really weird dream, opposite of all the dream, dreams that you did have. There's symbols. And here's the way I would suggest. You can get a dream book. It'll tell you what, what everything means. But that's based on general perception. I mean, you pick up a dream book, water, oh, it's purification, fire, oh, it's danger, oh, I mean, scenarios of what we kind of think symbols mean. But what you need to do in your dreams is keep your symbols on a, in a notepad so that this way you can relate to what those symbols mean to you. Certain family members, certain people are specific things that your dream's trying to tell you. All of a sudden you dream of your grandmother that's no longer here. Or uh, you dream of your child and something bad happens. I mean, dreams that aren't normal that fit into, your, oh, I can't get a job today and you're running around trying to get to a store or something like that. So you have to base it. And what's easy to do if you keep a dream log, I mean, it's really a pain if you're going to try to write out every dream that you have. Because I had my last dream that I had right before I got divorced was about a 30-page dream which I wrote out. And it was about losing the ring and, and separation and then I got divorced right after that but the symbols you have to relate to and, and rather than writing it down which I did that dream only I mean here's what you do when you go to bed you try to clear your mind say I want to remember my dreams before you go to bed and it helps a real lot say it a few times think about it and then fall off to sleep uh, when you wake up the first thing you do is don't jump out of bed. Don't jump up. Don't try to open up your eyes. Try to stay in the dream that you're waking up from. And try to catch whatever you can out of that dream. Then when you wake up, the first thing you do is take a pad and pencil, which you should have by the side of the bed. Write how you feel. The feelings your body's in, your energy level, and what was your last thought in the dream. Because that is usually the most intense part, most important part that your mind's going to remember anyway. So you write how I feel, I saw a truck, what was going on, whatever you can, because that's the strongest it's going to be, because it's going to fade as you move around during the day. Now, what was that? Oh, I forgot what it was about now. I forgot. So if you really work with your dreams and want to work with your dreams, which is good, it's it's fun for a while uh, until you learn symbols and things and you don't have to really when you come back and you go in your dream log, just put normal for like if it was a normal day. If there was something weird, you put what happened weird in the middle of the day or during the day. At the bottom, before you go to bed, you put how you feel at the end of the day. So those feelings help you get more in tune to the experience that you had during your dream. And what you will notice uh, after a period of time that certain things that happen in your dream relate to certain experiences you're going to have during the day. I mean, subconscious soul is a little more active, able to communicate with you through the mind. 
uh, and it tells you some things that can benefic be beneficial to you. So as you get your dream log, you don't want to make 10 books. You want to keep it as simple as you can. Otherwise, you might not like doing it. You'll get tired of doing it. So keep it simple. Keep, keep it short. And then you can put a paragraph of your dream, if you remember that much, in the beginning for the morning. Uh, and then your feeling. Because when you see your grandmother in your dream every night, and you have certain experiences, or you have nobody in your dream, then somebody's in your dream, you can relate to that. And it's going to be symbols all through your dream. Now, the, the idea what I was trying to say is about visions. Visions usually take place the second you go into sleep because you, you kind of leave your body. Soul's like really freed and it's just able to jump out of the body. But what happens when you're going into your dream state, the body gets locked into multiple dreams. But then the vision comes through strong and, and they can measure that. That, they've been able to do that for a while when suddenly you have rapid eye movement and all this stuff and, and suddenly you're in a, in a real different kind of space. So you go from a dream space to the, to the to, uh, vision space, which is much more complicated because it's usually in the middle, you don't remember it. I mean, some people set timers to wake up in the middle of the night different times, like every hour, every two hours. I mean, that's disturbing to a lot of people, but it also helps you catch certain things that you would never remember as far as your dreams or your visions. And it's usually when you're in your deepest part of your sleep, you have the most intense visions. Because the mind's not thinking of what, what you're going to think, what, what's happening, and it doesn't relate to it. And then soul's allowed to let the, the experience come through. So a dream log, and I call it a dream log because you're just going to have your dreams in there. What's happening morning, noon, and night. Your feelings morning, noon, and night. And what happens during the day and how you feel at night and, and in the morning. It's not that complicated. You could do that in a couple minutes. So this way you don't get bored of doing it, but it starts helping. When you do it for a couple months, suddenly it's going to start bringing certain things to your awareness. Likewise, certain people are in your dreams or certain things happening. Uh, sure, when you have a death experience and things like that, it's really critical. When you have them over and over, it's another kind of a warning. So, But if you don't keep track of them, you're never going to remember them. I mean, a week later, you're not going to remember what you dreamed last week, unless it's something super dramatic or something like that. But the little uh, little pointers that come through, you're never going to catch them unless you really keep an eye on them. And they can help you as far as your life and how you live it and what's happening in it. So uh, that's what I'm going to suggest about starting if you really care about dreams, you want to know about them. Uh, we're going to go into them in a lot more detail, but... Uh, the starting point is realizing you're having them. People say, well, I can't have them because they don't really try. If you don't have dreams, I'm telling you, the first thing you need to do is every night, a couple minutes before you go to sleep, say, I'm going to remember my dream. I'm going to be aware of my dreams. I'm going to wake up and remember my dreams. And then you're going to try not to jump out of bed because that takes it right out of your awareness. And you'll start remembering them because we all have them. Whether we remember them or not, that's a different story. And now, TJ, you want to come in because I, I got we can go in. I want to go into something else. But, uh, All right, let's give it just back make to you. sure everybody understands. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me, Tommy? Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> okay, 
Okay, good. Okay, let's go back to dreams and what we think a dream is, okay? Now, according to Wikipedia, okay, the Greek god Morpheus was one of dreams, but a dream is a succession of images, ideas, emotions, and sensations that usually occur involuntarily in the mind during certain stages of sleep. Now, you've heard us over five or six years, those of you that listen to us, talking about beta, alpha, theta, and then delta, and sigma, tau. But uh, sleep, REM sleep, there's dreams and a series of thoughts and images occurring in a person's mind. And they talk about REM sleep. There's different levels of sleep, and we contemplate the possibility of something or something that might be so now, you know, we're going to talk, talk to you. There's different ways why we dream what we dream. You know, that's abil- ability to at least believe whether you have lucid dreaming or nightmares. And these are things you can look up and dream about flying or losing your teeth or some of them. There's reasons why we dream, and it depends on who you are and how you find your factual uh Words, I guess, as to what you want to believe, okay? So you can just think about everybody feels like they dream or don't dream. If you've woken up in a vivid lifelike situation, which happens to me a lot, is sometimes I wake up after being in such a lucid dream, I'm not even sure if this isn't the dream, okay? And a lot of people say it is. So these are things we like to talk about and uh, help people. And you'll hear people talking about waking up others if they were walking around in a dream. So there's all kinds of things we can talk about. And in the future, we'll probably do more, some more. You know, a lot of people brain process, and we talk about the stimulus and memories and information that unfolds and stuff that's informed and stuff that we absorb into our thought processes. And these are things that I find very curious because I've had uh, near-death experiences, out-of-body experiences, dreams that are lucid, uh, and you can look that word up too. And usually we talk about lucid dreams are those that seems like they're real to us. It's as real as being here, it's it's like all our vision and our our feelings are turned on, and so it's hard to decide. You can see the colors, you uh, experience tastes, and some people uh, feel that you can touch yourself, you can feel yourself. And uh, we used to do this 30 years ago. I mean, talk about in my classes, I taught Psychic Network in Hawaii, and we really loved to uh, talk about dreams and uh, why we dream and rapid eye movement. And we especially talked about super consciousness. So anyway, uh, Tommy, we we talk about ourselves because it's best to talk from experience. I've got something coming on, and I don't even know what's coming on. So, interesting. My computer's talking to me. It must be on somewhere. I'm going to turn the – I don't know how to turn this flash chat back off, Tommy. It just keeps spinning. Okay, now maybe it's gone, but I can tell. All right, I'm going to just go back to episodes. All right, now I'm back. Sorry, folks, I've got to run the board. It's a computer board that you have to punch buttons and things like that. All right, Tommy, back to you because, you know, whatever, where do you want to start? There's different levels of sleep, different parts of dreams, and, uh, you know, you can look up what uh, various things are 
and so can I. It messes my computer up, though. <laughs> so where do you want to start? Because they've been in our history. You know that. And I talked about it, put a little bit up about the ancients. Even the Egyptians thought they had sleeping beds where they'd go in and sleep. They felt like that's when the gods would talk to them. So tell me, what, uh, well, what, is, what do you want to do? You want to talk about well, what do you have planned? I want to ahead? say I want, I, a couple of things, but I want to stay with the idea that when we talk about our dreams, they can be symbols, they could be warnings, they could be uh, futuristic things, but they can also just be dreams, meaning things that happen at some interdimensional realm for, for wording, but it's not really going to affect your reality in the present. Uh, because now multiple people through different time frames take their dreams as a vision. And they say, well, I'm, this is going to happen. Or, and there's something even worse than that, is they believe their dream's real. Uh, so, I mean, trying to make it into a vision of reality. And I, I will just say this real fast. All the people through history that had visions and dreams, very few of them come through, come through. Is your dog in the background? <laughs> Yeah, he's right here. He's right here. Is it he's uh, popping or chewing on It's just making noise. Yeah. This right here. Okay, well, there's folks. We'll just. All right. Okay, was he chewing on something? Sorry about that. Well, he just jumped over the chair now. Okay. Go ahead. Your dreams. We're having a dream with a dog in the room. People wake up and then they had this dream. And two days later, they assume that that dream was real. And that goes for the UFO world. That goes for a lot of different things. And back in the old days, it goes for a lot of things that they think they experience when they don't know how to tell the difference either. Uh, What I would always suggest, when you're in a vision, the most important thing to do is get some facts out of it. Being as aware as you can. Being a detective in your own dream. Because when you wake up, you're going to want to see, oh, well, that was a vision, so it was real. But you still need to prove it to yourself how real it was, if it was real at all. And the way you can do that, and the way you would do it with any vision, is pull out all the facts you can. And you've got to do that right away. Because if you don't, you're not going to have half of the, the awareness of that whole dream or the experience that you had. So put every little detail, color, sound, smell what street you on, if you saw a newspaper, you saw anything that can give you a sign of location. I mean, a newspaper, you pick it up, you can see the date, time, and place, and all that. So that's critical if you can find a newspaper in your dream. But you look at, if you're on a street corner, look at what's, if there's a sign there. Uh, and then you could track that, backtrack it to history and, and dates and, and everything else to reprove that. Because what they're doing with these children now that are aware of their past lives they pull all the facts out of the child, and then they go to the areas where the child said he was and things like that. And they start finding the people, finding the age, seeing that they're still alive and they're so old and different things. It's a way to prove to you. I mean, this isn't to prove it to the world. And nothing really should be to prove to the world what you're trying to experience, what you're learning and everything else. Unless it was like Noah and he said, okay, the world's going to be flooded. Let's get in an ark and it's not drowned. Uh, but... Unless you got an important message 
which very few souls ever get. I mean, sure, they think their message is important. Uh, it might be for a moment, might be for them, uh, not to go to work today because there's a car accident on the way or something like that. But in general, proving things to yourself is, is, makes everything incredible. Because if you don't believe your own visions and you can't prove them to yourself or how real they are, it's useless. Then if your dreams after a year and you don't get anything out of it, you can say, I wasted a whole year and I have no proof. It doesn't mean anything. So as you work through this, the idea is to catch as much information when you're in a dream. Now, here's what I want to get into real fast. Oh, my partner's saying, what kind of clothes you're wearing? Even that, look down at your body. What kind of clothes? And then she's saying, she's saying, look at the cars that are driving around on the street. Look at the hairstyles. All that will tell you what time, kind of time frame you're in. You could always be in the present, and very seldom do you go into the future or the past. But once you see a spaceship car or, or, or a real old, old car, you know you're not in the present. So all these little symbols help you really fine-tune your dream or your vision and your experience you get out of it and help you translate it into something that you can use for your own benefit in your little dream log. So, but here's the other thing that goes along with all that. Uh, you have to focus on when you wake up. Now, in the dream, what were you? Were you a dreamer, dreaming? Were you a watcher? Were you watching yourself in your dream? I call it the watcher. Well, I saw myself do this. I saw myself. Were you doing it? Were you the one that was eating the apple? Or were you watching yourself eat the apple? So that's two different aspects. And then the third aspect to that, you're the dreamer watching yourself do the action. So that means you're in both places. You're watching yourself while you do it. And you can and do it in a dream state. I can do both. I can, I can right. be watching me floating or flying. That's one of my favorites. And I can feel it and feel myself push off the ground. But I can see and feel it's almost like I'm the watcher and, the, and, and it's me. I feel it. Isn't that interesting? Well, no, I call that the three aspects of dreaming. And sometimes you go into one, sometimes you go into the other, and sometimes you do both. And uh, you can't tell yourself what to do. I mean, you can slowly learn to bring that in when you go into your dream state. Now, the next thing is learning how to go back into a dream. I never like to leave a dream really messed up. And hopefully when you wake up, you have enough time to go back into the dream to fix it and then get back up. And it only takes a short period of time, like maybe 10 minutes, half hour, uh, whatever. But to, to, re-go, to re-enter a dream is not easy. It takes a little bit of training to do that. If you're aware of your experience and you're totally in tune with that energy, that's why I say don't jump out of bed. That's, if you're worrying about your dreams, jumping out of bed is going to just take it away from your consciousness. So if you do want to do what I said before, wake up in the middle of the night a couple times, set a clock, but not one that just blasts you out of bed, just one that kind of stimulates you to to wake up and think uh, something really quiet. And this way you'll still be in the dream, like half asleep. You say, oh, I'm half asleep, I'm still dreaming. Uh, That's another critical point to be in when you want to be aware of it. So I gave you a whole bunch of different things to think about because there's all the aspects of who you are when you're dreaming what you're going to remember, what you're going to try to see, 
and then try to think about when you do wake up about your dream. Because all those things will help you fine-tune the information that's coming out of it. There's a lot of information in the dreams if you want to know it. I mean, you can say, well, I don't want to know anything. That's fine, too. But we do have them. It's, it's, it's half of our lifetime. So I say, might as well get something out of it. I mean, sleeping and say, well, I just want to relax. Well, you are relaxing. Your, your physical body is, but your mind isn't. And, and your soul is like super active. The second your eyes close, they call that the, the split. It's a few seconds between you actually falling asleep and when you're actually trying, trying I mean, when you, when you fall asleep and when you're trying to go to sleep. That point right between it is the easiest time if you're trying to learn how to get out of your body because soul steps out real easy during that time frame because the mind's still focusing on this. It's not asleep, and you're not locked into it yet either. So that's one third part to all this that I would suggest, especially because I say that learning how to leave your body is one of the most critical things you can learn in this physical world because then you realize what soul is and not just stuck into this body that you think you are. So I hope you're taking notes. If you're not, uh, please get back to us or email me and text me, whatever. Because all these little things will help you incredibly in the future if you create your dream log. And if you learn to work with these techniques, it'll help you fine-tune your visions from your dreams, from the truth, from, from not reality. I mean, how do we know that everything isn't real? I mean, I can't tell you that it isn't, but uh, is it going to affect you in the present and that's the most critical because you are living in the present, whether it's a dream or an illusion, whatever you want to call it. You're here right now, and, and you're not going to be anywhere else. Well, and you're not in the past, you're not in the future when you're awake and alive. When you're sleeping, you can go back and forth to the future and the past. So it's a little bit different reality, and, and the rules change for soul. But in the physical reality, the mind keeps soul locked into the program that it's fed, which means this is what you have to do, this is who you are, this is what you can do, this is what you can't. So each one of these things uh, will help you understand your dreams, understand the reason why you have them, and how many you can have is the next step, because usually you'll only remember two. And unless you wake up, you go back to sleep, you wake up and go back to sleep, then you might remember a lot more. But when you just wake up and you slept eight hours, you're not going to remember 100 dreams. Uh, you couldn't even write them down if you remembered them all. So it's, there's multiple things to determine, but this is only if you're serious to learn about them. Hopefully you're listening to dreams because you want to understand a little more about them. Because there's a lot of things that go on in a dream state or when you're dreaming, or when you start to dream, and you step out of the body, then we talk about souls, spirits, and entities, and all those other words. They're all there as well. And protection. And I tell you, when you mix dreams with out-of-body experiences, there needs to, the main important word you need at that point is protection, and being aware of your protection. Uh, when you step out of the body, the word protection is very critical. So if you're in your dream and you have a vision and you step out of your body and you're not aware of protection, that's when people come back with all these twisted ideas and stories of delusion that they were just had dinner with 10 aliens and they were taken to another planet and they were playing with the animals there. I mean, you can create a great story. 
but uh, what was given it to the person and and all those aspects. And then we have to take in what belief system you have, what God you work with, and, and all those things. When you're in your dream state, what are you aware of? Because if you're protected, and I'm going to tell everybody this right now, whether you believe this or not, I'll tell you. If you're totally aware of your protection and you know what your protection is, you are protected. Meaning, no entity or deity can touch you. No alien can touch you. In the inner worlds, I'm not talking about the physical world. I'm talking when you're in your dream state or in your vision or when you're out of your body. Because when you face an entity or an angel or whatever it is, there's a very important word. Know that you're protected and always challenge everything. Because most people don't know how to. I mean, if a being comes to them in their dream state, they see this person with a white robe on, oh, it's Jesus or it's a, a spiritual being. White doesn't mean a person's spiritual. The same as black doesn't mean somebody's bad. A lot of the higher deities are in black. A, higher, a lot of uh, higher masters and stuff in the inner worlds wear purple and dark colors. They're not all in white. Uh, so they assume that everything that wears white or has white, that's why, I mean, we program with the idea that the white horse, the white knight, I mean, all those th- things, and then a black horse and a black knight. I mean, black devil's food cupcakes, angel food white cake. It's, it's scenarios of that they program people with and they have been most of our lives. And something really funny on that, I, was, I went to a, 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 a special thing where uh, Muhammad Ali came and I got to be next to him and talk to him for a couple seconds and got his autograph. But uh, he was lecturing on that and he was talking about the prejudice in the world and stuff, which was really interesting because you might not even understand that. But bringing that into your dream... It's a program. If you're in a dream and the mind's being slightly, I mean, the subconscious mind is active, it'll bring that program into your dream. If you're protected and aware, you can block that from happening. So when, when an angel, when a being, or when your guide comes to you, you challenge it and determine if it's right for you or real or good or bad. There's so many things that happen I mean, you spend half your life doing it, so there has to be a reason for it. It's not just because somebody said, well, let's make them dream all night uh, without remembering it. Why would it even happen if it wasn't supposed to be realized at some level? So what I keep telling people is create a dream log. Spend, spend six months at least on it. A year, you're going to get incredible results if that's what you want to understand that. So... As we play the game of life, sure, oh, this is just a dream, so it doesn't matter. Well, if you live in two dreams, the dream that you physically live and then the dream that you take when you go to bed, and they're both just dreams, what good are they? And I'll I'll be against, I'll go against a lot of thought out there. If that was true, is there a reason to be alive? Is there a reason to be anything? If you're going to be in a program that's pretty messed up, uh, and you're going to stay in that, what is the reason behind that? To, to attain what? To get out of it finally? Uh, and you can do that a lot faster when you become aware. And it's that simple. And a word I'll use for the people out there that are ready, God realization. God realization is as easy or as hard as you want to make it. You don't become God because you God realized. The same as self-realization, you're only becoming aware of yourself 
when you become God, realize it's the self becoming aware that there is a God that it's still part of, but it's still the self. So it's people create dictionary words and they make it fit to their scenario of what they like. It's easy to say, I like this or I like that, but how many people want to write about, well, I don't like that, so I'm not going to write about it. Uh, the truth is the truth, and the truth isn't always happy, loving, beautiful. Uh, the concept of God and all those things are programmed, so you have to realize when you say, well, I stood before God, what is your God? So when, when these people come out of these visions, I, I, I learned to to challenge everything that I experience on the inner as well as the outer. And you need to do that if you want the truth for yourself. You can live in the illusion I call it living in the box. You call dreams the inner because you said inner and outer, so you mean the inner world and the outer world or what's inside you and what's outside you. uh, Can you explain the meaning when you're saying inner and outer? You know, like See, here's, here's your, a scenario. Your common, right. okay, common okay. symbols. Okay. Well, the inner means the inner. Here's a, here's a definition that I'm going to split in two. Inner and outer. Because some people say they go within to become aware. Some people say they go without to become aware. It's changing dimension of the reality that the person's perception is within. Whether it's inside your physical body or outside your physical body doesn't really matter because it's a different dimension and it's really not pertaining to the body. So when I say when you learn to leave your body, you realize that's not the reality that you're really within which soul dwells in. Soul steps into a physical reality the same as it steps out of it or, or meditate through meditation, through different techniques, you can get out of that reality. But... Uh, some people do look at as spiritual growth going deeper and deeper with inside themselves. It's like saying you're going to go into the core of your atoms and end up breaking down your atom, going into the, the, each three sections of your atom and breaking that down and going deeper into that. It's the same as you can go outside. Go beyond space. Go beyond the uh, grandeur uh, of how far the universe goes because that's only one level. I mean, sure, it's, it's non-stopping. But then you can go beyond that as well. So traveling doesn't fit with dimension. I mean, you can travel. And in dimensional realms, you can just be in... See, here, let me try to say this before I go into that. When you do astral projection, it's a kind of time-space where you project and you see the space. When you travel in your soul body, you just move from one space to another. Interdimensional beings can travel from space to space. They don't have a spaceship. Aliens have a spaceship, and they have to travel through time to get from one place to another. Even if they speed up time, slow, slow time down, they're traveling through time. So there's a lot of things that all pertain to the things one needs to learn when they start getting into that realm of trying to be and understand soul, how it moves through space and time through different realms. Uh, I don't want to get too far away from dreams because dreams are the starting point. It's the opening of being aware. And once you're aware, like whether it's going with inside yourself or going without, because sometimes you meditate, and the way I teach people is to see a blue light, white light, or a door, and then go through the door. But you're not going through a door to get inside your body. 
unless you imagine that or envision that, or you see a door and you go through that into a different reality. But is it up, down, in, or out? I mean, we, we perceive that because of the rules and, and regulations of the physical realm. And science can only play within those guidelines. But, I mean, sure, they're going into this CERN, C-E-R-N, and trying to go through dimensions and put in suits and jump into it and go into a different dimension, which will cause havoc, but it's only going to bring them to the, to the other realms of the physical realm. There's three realms to this world because the other scenario is we have the, the, the inner, I mean, both sides, the opposite side of life. and I mean, we're white here, we're dark there, uh, but that's also just the physical reality of the, the three dimensions in the lower realm. And when you leave that realm, when you soul travel, astral, astral projection means you use your astral body. When you step out of your body and you look at it, what do you see? That will determine and help you realize what that is. What body you're using. The color, the light of it determines what body you're actually in. Uh, sorry, my, there's a dog, two dogs barking outside, so it's going to make my dog bark. TJ, you want to take it for a minute? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, folks, the dreams that we have, you can look at various ways to dream, and you can also look for information to help you online. And if you'd like to talk to us in the future, we have clubs. And if you'd like to join us and talk to us on ufosecretspace.com forward slash forum, F-O-R-U-M. And uh, we have cosmosexpo.com is our magazine. We have Ericop. For those that like to dream and then talk about time travel, we have different groups and lots of Facebook groups. But, uh, you know, dreams are very important, and we can work out a lot of things. And many people think that's what we're doing is, uh, you know, it's up to you to interpret your own dreams. But how do dreams affect us? There's very many different ways as far as uh, how dreams go and dream types and dream interpretations. And we have dream research and uh, we have uh, healing dreams, prophetic dreams, epic dreams, lucid dreams. My favorite is lucid dreams. And we have dream research, too. We have a lot of research friends. Some of my best friends have studied them for years, especially psychologists. Uh, and a lucid dream is where he or she is. They, this is the technical or the psychological way of thinking about possibly is that lucid dreams are vivid. And they're like dreams in which the dreamer, you or me, know that we're dreaming. But on the other hand, we can often dream and direct it to a, a, a following or a path of our choosing. And uh, lucid dream was coined by William, Wilhelm or Willem, Frederick Willem von Eden, E-E-D-E-N. And he lived as a Dutch psychiatrist back between 1860 and 1932. And by, <clears throat> by lucid, he was referring to what we call clarity of mind. And we teach that with the ACE Metaphysical Institute. We have lucid dreams in various de various degrees and uh, accepting knowledge that you can use about yourself on the inside, and especially when you dream from like you go to sleep, but you do uh, rapid eye movement, and you're going into well, beta is our normal state, alpha and theta. Theta is your deepest state of mind, but we're we're dreaming usually. Um, at a place from like 2 a.m. to 7, if you go to bed normally 11 to 7, 
but it's uh, the, it's just said that there's a period when you're deep asleep, when you're, you're catching the most relaxed time. So some people say that we're playing out our fantasies. There's all types of people talking about dreams, and it's been studied for years and years and years and years, okay? So, you know, we can learn about how to be better at dreaming, actually. Many people are repairing their health while they're dreaming. You can dream about good health, and you can imagine yourself uh, healthy. Some people that don't walk or have cerebral palsy can dream and, and actually see themselves walking and healing themselves. So there's all kind of possibilities of redirecting your life with your dreams. And I'm a big advocate of health and wellness and learning our inner thoughts and our inner minds and our dreams and what they mean. And my husband, right before he died, was having trouble with his life and in dealing with things because he was a U.S. military soldier and had post-traumatic stress disorder. And so the psychiatrist at the VA where he went in Kentucky, in Owensboro, Kentucky, one of his therapeutic ways of dealing with his thoughts was writing down his dreams, okay? And uh, they learned a lot about dreams, and, and he did, and, and dreams and what the meaning of his dreams were. And most of it was him trying to work out the meaning of his life, interpreting what he was telling his self, his inner self, and how to look at dealing with thoughts. Because thoughts are things, and in our ministry here, our heart ministry, our, we call it the Ascension Center organization, but uh, so many people use that these days. I just went to the ACO, the initials for Ascension Center organization, also for Alien Contact organization, because we deal with ourselves, and we deal with our higher consciousness, and we're taking advantage of this time and place and space dealing with all because we believe in a creator and sometimes the creation wants to believe the creator is inside them or around them or a part of them and creation and creator in your dreams you may can meet your creator we all leave it up to you as to what your inner journey is. But we are here to assist because many of us here mixing our creations as co-creators here on Earth among ourselves are just humanoid, sentient, intelligent beings on the outside, or otherwise we probably wouldn't talk to each other. So we're very aware that we're humanoid species. We have a head and legs and arms and a body. And one thing we're all able to do is... <laughs> that was me. That what was did you me. do, Tom? What did I do? Yes, it's. I hear yes. me on your your connection. You hear you now? Uh, now I don't. What? Oh, yes, you turned okay, me well. down. No, I just put it on oh, no, mute so you didn't hear the dog barking. Oh, okay, well, you're back now, but I can also hear me. I don't know how that's happening. All right, well, you know a lot of yeah. Can you turn you down a little bit, or I don't know. Turn your you're really loud. Is that any better? How's that? Can you uh, hear me? Yeah, that's 
Uh huh. I hear you really good. You're really loud. Yeah, it's coming through. It's good. All right. All right. Well, okay. you know, I stopped off on playing out fantasies, practicing the craft of, of lucid dreaming and redirecting our lives, knowing when we're dreaming. And I'm very good at that, thank goodness. But I've been practicing it my whole life, is, is tasting and smelling and touching while I dream and going into other worlds and the waking world and then the other worlds and dimensions that we can do with our thoughts and our dreams. And we may want to start sharing a little bit. I don't know how deep we want to go today, Tommy. We went pretty deep last time. <laughs> but we're pretty right. deep people, aren't we? <laughs> so well, I'll, I'll let, let you me... wherever you want to go. Okay. I got a couple ideas. Here's the thing. When we when we dream, the idea, a good idea is learn to control your dreams. Be creative, being able to create a dream. Now, what I mean by that, say you want to go horseback riding or whatever it is. You imagine that, you think about it before you go to sleep. You tell yourself, I'm going to dream of horses, I'm going to dream of this. And, and keep telling yourself for maybe a couple minutes before you fall asleep because that'll help bring it into your reality when you go to sleep. Here's something you need to know, and I don't know if many people know this. When you dream, whatever you're doing in your dream helps your physical reality. If you're playing golf in your dream, if you're playing baseball, or if you have sports going on, any kind of sports or hobbies, it helps you when you do the actual sport because your mind's learning the exact same thing I mean, because the perception and everything is exactly there, and it's going beyond the physical mind's limitations of it. So that helps you grow tremendously when you, when you have, if you say, well, say, just playing football in your dream every day, every night, and wake up and you write it down. That's going to help you when you play the sport for real. If you're playing pool in your dream every night, you're going to get better, believe it or not. Now, here's the other part of that. A lot of it comes from past life's experiences. Soul retains all its knowledge, but it doesn't come through the brain because the, the brain blocks it from coming into its reality. But you rode a horse a thousand times already. You rode a car a thousand, maybe hundreds of times. I mean, you had all these different experiences. Maybe you weren't up on the moon or in a, or in a spaceship yet uh, in your awareness uh, could have been in the multiple lifetimes many, many times before you even came aware of the physical reality. But it's all pertaining to what soul is aware of. And there's no sense learning something again. I mean, some people say, well, I just got on a piano and started playing because it became aware of its past awareness of learning how to play it. So all these little things, if you become aware of that in your dream and enhance it just a little, you can become better. If you want to learn how to play chess, play it every night when you go to sleep and play somebody famous in your dreams. And it helps your mind, not your mind, it allows soul to put the energy into that so that the mind can perceive it. And it helps the mind grow within that. So it's a, a, an incredible technique if you can learn to do it, if you're willing to put a little time into doing that. So when you go to sleep, right before you go to sleep, Pick out what sport you need to learn. Oh. We both have dogs, folks. It's just going to have to be part of our show. What's your dog's name, Tommy? <laughs> Mr. Gizmo. And he's... Uh, it's when they're, the Gizmo. They're doing... Yeah, they're building or putting a, 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 
a water line in, a, I mean a, a well in next door, and they got a machine blasting away the ground. So it's kind of noisy, and when it gets too noisy, he starts freaking out. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't like uh, that. It stuff. just bothers me because it goes on all day. <laughs> but uh, oh my getting back to when we... Okay, well, Gizmo. Is it Mr. Gizmo or Gizmo? Just Gizmo. I always call him Mr. Gizmo or Gizzy. Okay, Gizmo. But, okay. Uh, and girl yeah. oh, and If you watch the movie Goonies, uh, he looked like Gremlin. He looked like the Gremlin in the very beginning when he was little. He looked just like the Gremlin... That was little in the movie, uh, and that's why he was named that because he has these high hair things that come off his ears, and, and he, his face kind of looks so much like him. Uh, he grew a bigger. I mean, he was only two pounds, if that, when we got him. Now he's twelve, so he got a lot bigger. But he's a part of my life. He's part of my world. Uh, so, and he always goes for a walk late in the afternoon. And he's going to be bugging me to do that too, as well. But getting back to when we, he knows his plan. So when we when we get ready to go to sleep, and you want to really get something out of it and and do a couple more things, start with trying to become aware of who and what you are in your dream. Whether you're watching yourself, whether you're both, and and that aspect, and then try to bring things that you want into your dream. Don't let your dreams completely control you, uh, because then, uh, when you if you do soul travel in your dreams, uh, and you do step out of your body, it allows multiple things to come in. If you're not working with guides, angels, protection, and all those other words, so it's a combination. Starting with, are you solid in, in any kind of a belief system? Do you believe in a god? Do you believe you are God? I mean, what's that? What's what part of you is that? Uh, and and I, I debate that, but that's your choice to believe whatever you want on that. But your protection comes from one thing alone. In any realm, in any dimension, the truest protection is God itself. Because no matter what you say, I, I'm Superman, I'm Batman, I'm super protected. Uh, I know people say that. And why do you think people still get abducted and why priests that say they're religious get killed and all those aspects because they're not truly aware or really are what they say they are. If you know the original exorcist, which was a male, not a female, but when that was originally happened, two priests died during the exorcist. So when people say, well, I'm protected in the name of this, in the name of something that you don't know what it is, if you say in the name of God or in the name of Jesus, and you don't know Jesus personally, you can't say it. It doesn't mean anything. Because I could say in the name of Batman or Superman, is it going to help you? So in your dream state, you need to be a little more balanced as far as your belief system and aware of it. What you respect, what you, what, 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 what is your protection? Do you have protection? Uh, and it's critical when you start creating alternate things to do in your dreams. Otherwise, you can let your dreams just run, run rapid, crazy in your mind, and, and give you these weird dreams all the time, whatever, but without the meanings behind it, uh, which will not be there unless you understand all the things going around it. So uh, there's a lot of things you've got to do because when you look for enfoldment and when you start sitting in dreams, it's going to help you unfold 
everything starts getting harder. Nothing gets easier. Life doesn't get easier the more you know. It only becomes harder. I mean, Jesus said you're responsible for what you know, not what you don't know. So if you know God, you're responsible for everything. If you don't know God, you're not responsible for anything until you understand something. I mean, if a little child wasn't told anything, it wouldn't do much of anything. But if it's told to do this, this, and this, it'll do that, that, and that. And that's all it will know. But it's not going to know which one of them is right and which one of them is wrong. So all this is... I. When I talk, I bring a lot of things together because they all relate to one thing. So, who you are and what you are. And what's that mean towards God. Outside of that, everything else is part of the vision, the dream, the illusion. Because without the main key, why you came here, why souls, why was soul was created, all those things. No scientist will ever tell the human race why. Because they're never going to step in God's place and say, I'm God and know, I know what God wants and what, what, what's going to happen in this reality. People will try. I mean, the people that write conversations with God, talking to God and all those kind of things. I deal with them as much as I can. And I say to the face, prove it. What aspect? What do you know that nobody else knows? And sadly, very few people come out with anything important. So getting back to the original thing that I said about visions, most visions are lies. If you take, and I could go back to the native people, I could go back to, you name it, the visions they had didn't help them. Astral projection is a little different than a vision. Astral projection means you're doing something and usually it's wrong. When you leave your body, let's say you're going to sleep and you go in your body and you, you go into somebody else's house and walk through their house, that's an invasion of space. It's against the spiritual laws. But astral projection is becoming a really popular thing right now. The same as remote viewing. It, they're very similar. All right. Uh, astral projection is one thing, and remote viewing is a little bit different, but you're still leaving your, your aspect of, you're not leaving the aspect of who you are in the body, but you're sending your energy to somewhere else to see and feel. Astral projection, you're using your astral body to go there. So they're similar and they're not. But they're both doing things, and usually it's not for the beneficial of soul, and it's usually not right. If you project into somebody's house, somebody's room, into a bank, into a casino, is it right? So we use these words, and there's a lot of people becoming super famous on those words and teaching people how to do it, and they should do it. Well, again, it's what you want to perceive as truth for yourself. Are you willing for the truth? Or do you want to recreate your own idea of what it is, which most people rather do? Well, dreams can help you fine-tune that. So when we go into lucid dreaming, you have to have control over it. And what I wanted to bring up, too, if you pull up dreams and stuff, it talks about drugs and different drugs you can take. And, and you can go into uh, Comol, which is a, a Tibetan drug. I mean, there's a lot of words for drugs that you can use. Why Oscar and things like that. But you can also use uh, mugwort, red mugwort, as a, a dream enhancer. So there's, there's native techniques, there's uh, spiritual techniques, and there's so many different things you could add to your program here. So to make it easy on yourself, fine-tune what you want, what you want to attain, 
have some kind of a goal, and the goal is not bad, but don't say you want to grow wings while you come out of your dream and then stop flying around here. So we each take that step that we're willing to take within ourselves. So get your dream pad out. Put what put in the beginning goals, desires, wishes, whatever. And then you can do your, your research when you do your dreams and put your little notes on the top and everything. And little by little, that book becomes a, a beneficial tool for yourself. It's not going to help other people. Because what I'm telling you is every symbol in your dream is a symbol for you. And just because somebody says water is the symbol of purity, uh, when, when the world gets flooded, uh, I guess they got pured, purified. So we, when we work with our dreams, the people we work with are critical. Do you, can you experience being with a guide or an angel? Did you challenge them? Did you prove who they are? I mean, just because they say they're somebody, does that mean they're that person? Because everybody, there's thousands of people claiming to work with Michael, thousands of people to work with Gabriel. Muhammad created uh, created the foundation of his religion from Gabriel. So who do you want to listen to? Do you believe these beings, what they say? Now, here's something to take it really into my world, which separates a lot of people. How important is an angel? What can they really teach you about God? and the higher realms. Realize, they were thrown out of the realms that they were in to a lower realm for reasons. And they're still here, so that means they didn't get back to where they were originally. Uh, watch the movie, Lucifer. What, what our, what our imagination Sorry. or what our... Maybe we should explain that an angel is generally a supernatural being that's found in many myths and religions. They're considered celestial beings in many levels of, uh, I guess one might say, religions created by men, or history, or mythology. It just depends on how you want to believe. But uh, you, you have to look up the word for yourself. There's a TV type of angel that we've created with wings. And if you study the history of angels, you will find out there's really no mention of wings in the Bible. These were artist rendition, if you study art, that the wings were to show the difference between humankind and those who came from above. And artists just attached those. So uh, we use those in entertainment and in television, but stu study what an angel really is versus the way you in your mind may see an angel. And in artist renditions, okay, they're medieval in many ways, uh, a class of spiritual being. And many people believe they were celestial with a, a God Almighty or the Creator. That if you believe usually in someone who is a Creator from above and read the history that was written by humankind on the planet, it's your choice whether you believe these were divinely inspired through time and eternity through words. But we like to use the standard dictionary and we talk about spiritual beings and the nine celestial orders. So you'll hear them called seraphim. They're in my books. Cherubims, thrones, dominations, dominions, virtues, powers, principalities, are princedoms and archangels and angels. And then you have the Catholic encyclopedia and the way that they explain what 
angels are, but they are in the Bible. And usually they're holy messengers. They're doing God's divine will. If you believe in the stories of humankind through uh, world religions, ancient myths and legends and lores, then you may want to look up what is exactly an angel and what is a spiritual being and what did we mean and learn how that angels don't have wings. <laughs> Why did artists well, do that? Those are all created on earth. Well, so look that up. Well, here's, here's the thing, TJ. Now, when we talk about angels, what is the first definition? Who was the first person to say, well, they're an angel? What, did it, what does it really mean? And, it, and you have to base it on what time frame you're in. Because if you go back to the beginning of the first religion on the planet, which is Hinduism, and they were working with deities, most deities weren't ever drawn with wings. But they were drawn with three heads, six arms, six legs, and multiple different things, multiple faces and things like that. So uh, the idea of a deity versus an angel uh, is a big step if you can understand that. And then why, why would an angel be something different? Why would an angel take a human form? So to, to take any definition of a word of what something is is also, to me, lame. The English language was oh, yeah, you, way after. You have to study etymology, the study of words, folks. So study oh, but what I wanted to get into. The first use, I believe it was the Rostrian for but us, when, the, the Abrahamic phase. But, 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 but when you, you study the Rostrianism, <laughs> right? Well, when you talk about flying... All right. Mm-hmm. And when you start with the beginning of time, when when uh, beings came down and all that, uh, the perception of wings is because how do you get through space? Because they always related it to a bird, because the bird was the only thing that they knew that could fly. So it had to have wings. So that's where that concept came. But Superman came and started flying with a cape. And But see, that came from the flying carpet and all those other ideas that came from ancient stories as well. How people f- traveled. I mean, a witch on a broom. That wasn't with wings. So it was we'll creating have to do a out show of ideas. Angels. <laughs> we, we can do <laughs> next week on angels. <laughs> you can take one word and do two-hour show. <laughs> so, but yeah. But angels... Thing. I don't know that I have a lot of angels in my dreams. I, I don't remember angels. I remember people are well, being speaking. Here's the thing. They could be messengers. And here's the thing. Here's the thing I, I'll tell you. Angels, as far as every story that I ever read, heard, or, or, or was talked about, other than Muhammad, angels are a bringer of information and a warning. They came down with a warning. They came down with something to give to, the, to, to some reality and whether they followed it or not. I mean, Noah, Mo, uh, Moses, all of them had an angel come to them. Uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, Lot had an angel come to him. I mean, and they were given a message. They weren't there teaching them, uh, which, gave, which Muhammad said, well, Gabriel taught him, uh, which was his story. And the first time he met him, he didn't know who it was. The second time he suddenly knew who it was, how that happened. Well, I'm Gabriel, and then he believed he was Gabriel. So I don't want to get into that, because I'm going to do a whole show on that one day. Uh, but as far as an yeah, angel, per se... talk about the guardian angel. Are, many people, because of Gabriel in the, uh, in the Bible, okay, Gabriel are destroying angels, some of the people believe. But, yeah, I agree that most of the messengers that I've read about in the Bibles were always, they were always they're called angels. 
but they were delivering messages from the beginning. So, and you know, in uh, Nephilim is called the uh, those from above, or they think of the Nephilim are the angels are Nephilim. So, it's just uh, well, we should do a whole show on on all the stuff about angels. But we may do that. One, you know, let's I get wanna, back to dreams. I want to. <laughs> oh, one, one one more thing about angels. Go ahead. Let go of them. Uh huh. Sure. Angels were always grown, and, and spiritual beings always had a halo around them. And there was a reason for that. If anybody had any spiritual awareness, they could see the light of a person. And it was a light, so they, they had to give it an image. Or it's around the whole body, or it's around the head. Uh, but when you see that, and that's a whole show, how to see an aura and how to see the light and all that. Higher beings do radiate light. There's no doubt about it. And the higher the being, the more light they radiate. There's no no twisting that. You can't lie about that. You can't make it, well, I'm a super being because I got super light. You can't do it. Nobody can. If a person radiates light that's really far, they're spiritual. If they're not, they're not as spiritual as that person that radiates light across a, a, a block or a street. Uh, I don't, but we'll do that next time. But these images that we perceive of angels are pretty much programmed into our idea of what they are. They're all pretty. I mean, they're all uh, good-looking. I mean, they have beautiful eyes, beautiful hair. I mean, sometimes uh, what they wear is a little bit different here and there. But uh, well, that it's can an be, image. You know, again, it, it could be that in the development of humankind that since these were usually divine beings or sons of God or missions or the holy realm or the messengers of God, that people, because of the God impact of those above and our creators, it could be, and there are, there's plenty of theories of the divine council of the sons of God who were members of the divine council were thought of as angels. They just weren't able to get a body to come down here. But apparently when people would see them, they'd have bodies. And so this is all, you know, dreaming uh, Daniel, even in the Bible. There's many, many dreamers in the Bible that saw angels, messengers of God. So, uh, I don't know, human messengers, gods, priests, prophets, you know, Tommy, I guess we will. There's a lot we could do with that because people like angels. Well, not everybody, maybe, but some like demons. <laughs> but there's well, the rosary. Well, the other thing. Old, old myths and old legends and old religions is uh, the original Zoroastrianism was where angels and demons were thought of sort of separately and it carried on. And you already mentioned the symbols of the bird wings for people flying, right? Especially with extraordinary light and beauty and halos, right? So that's sort of the idea we get, that they're not human. They're other than human, and they come from outer space or heaven, or they were God's sin or God's messengers, divine counsel. Some people now believe there's angels and extraterrestrials, and there's aliens and demons. And uh, at one time, I agreed to, to subscribe to that in my writing, that angels would be extraterrestrials and demons would be aliens. So that sort of stuck because I've been doing this for 12 years, folks, putting it in cyberspace. 
And I've helped a lot with the alien and the UFO communities for years and years and years. So we're building a whole reality based on the ancient history, but we're also using new thought teachings and the new overlays of what we're supposed to be teaching now. But I guess the most famous in dreams would be Archangel Gabriel and Archangel Michael. But we'll move on. So what else you got, Tommy, on the, the Nephilim? Well, you know, ne- but well, what, what gosh, we could do a whole Let's show. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we could. But uh, on that, when we talk about angels in, in the inner world, and here's what I suggest. When you say you're working with an angel, a deity, what do they do? What can they do to prove it to you? And you need to do that. Well, when they say they're an angel, so you're going to believe them and do whatever they tell you to do? No, you don't. And you challenge it. Because a deity is much different than an angel. And and basically, it's what they can teach. Angels, like I said, they're not teachers. I mean, look for a story where somebody other than Muhammad stood there with an angel learning 34 psalms or uh, whatever you want to call them. Uh, I'm going to go over each one of them someday because there's only 34 of these things that he told Gabe, uh, Muhammad. And each one contradicts, every every fourth one contradicts the one before it. So it's like when you read Adam and Eve and God's lying to Adam. There's no reason for God to lie to Adam. So when you have a story of anything, when you talk about somebody spiritual, they don't have to contradict themselves, especially for a human. And for what reason? So when I say when you work with a deity, I work with deities, and I and I'm and I'm glad that I did. Not that I wanted to, or I even knew I was at the time when it started. But they take you places. They show you things beyond physical reality. It's not about how how to get a car started or change a battery. It's not how to build a house. It's how to create dimensions and realities and stuff. What deities teach. So they are teachers. And that's why Buddhism goes into deities a lot, because they are teachers, if you know how to work with them and listen to them. So, mankind never got that far. So, the, the average person in any religion, it's pray to them. If a person really thinks any angel, God, deity, wants somebody to sit there praying to them, they're not aware of what they want them to teach them or what they want them to learn from them. When you start traveling with an actual being or deity, you will learn things. It's not like they don't teach you something different. It's not like they're going to teach you how to sneeze and and use a Kleenex. No, it's not about the physical reality because they don't dwell here. None of those beings dwell here. Angels don't really dwell here either. Deities are, are, and I call them gods, but when we talk about demons... Then you're talking about Lucifer's army, which actually actually work with the aliens. And now you're talking about with things that do work here, that do stay and in remember, the And remember, whether people believe in the Bible or not, the Nephilim or the warriors are the giants, okay, folks? And a lot of people, you'll hear the watchers and the Nephilim are the giants or the mighty men. They, they talked about giants in the Bible. But, you know, these are all stories, and sometimes we get them all mixed up in our dreams, and we can talk about all the dreams in the Bible. But they really did. The, the older you look back, the further you look back, more dreams become important. And they kept dream journals, and they, even the Egyptians, you know. So dreams have always been suggested that, like I said, so the good ones come from the heavens and the 
bad ones come from the demons or the angel demon thing. So that story has always been around with our heroes and our, I guess. Uh, well, the problem, there's a real serious problem with that. There's a real serious problem with that. And it's called good and bad angels. Now, realize all the angels that work with the physical world are thrown out of the higher realm. That's the, that's a problem which people don't understand. Now, when you talk about what plane were they thrown out of, uh, I'm not going to tell you what each angel, what level they were at, but they all fought. And you can't be a warrior like Michael and leave the lower realm. Until he gives up being a warrior, he can't leave the lower realm. So Lucifer is on the same level because Lucifer is basically in charge of almost anybody that gives into him on this world in this world. And that, and and that we can go into that, but I'm going to try to bring it back to dreams. If you can, if you have an dream, angel in your dream, you need to challenge it. Make sure that it's real and real to you, real to what you believe it to be, and what is it going to teach you? What is it giving you? Is it, is it saying go out and dig a hole in the backyard and you're going to find a gold brick? Or don't go to work? What, what is it teaching you? What is it going to give you? And why are you working with it? If it's not teaching you about protection, about soul itself, you're not learning much. Because when people assume that it's about like getting a better job, well, you can do that real simply. Just what do you want to do? Find information on it and start working towards it. That's, that's a simple thing. But like people say, they want to grow wings or fly and all those aspects. That will never happen either. Because everything in the physical and astral plane are stuck within the boundaries of the rules that radiate through those two realms. And you don't go into the third realm until you let go of that. Because then you're letting go of the physical body, the ideas of what the physical body is. And then you're no longer male or female. And then you're you're a being of light. So there's a separation but if you're not ready for that, you're not going to move into that space. You're not going to work with the higher angels because they're, they're not down here. And they're not stuck here like all these other angels are. But here's one thing I want to tell you. No matter what angel you work with, they only know what they know. It's the same as you. If you die tomorrow, you're taking what you know with you. You don't become God. You don't become an angel because you died. See, the scenario, I mean, mankind likes to make everybody what they want it to be, like Miller, uh, Quetzalcoatl. Quetzalcoatl was a man. When he died, he became a deity. Uh, it's just the scenario what man does to the truth. And if you want the real truth, which I would say, really focus on this to understand what's happening. Why is it in the past hundred years, no angel, no deity stood on this planet in the physical reality? They did in, the, in all the stories. Why aren't they here now? Why didn't one of them come here? Uh, there's a reason, and I'm not going to get into that, but there is a reason why in the past thousand years there's no angels or deities or beings that are here in a physical reality saying, here I am. Uh, they all left. Got a lot of comic books. Same as <laughs> DC oh, comics. Yeah, the comic books still yeah, we still have uh, well. the archetypes. Yeah, we have archetypes, folks. Just like the television show with Tom Ellis, this Lucifer Morning Star. I think that's got to be one of Tommy's best TV series, <laughs> Lucifer. You like it, don't you? You like him running, being an LAPD. Uh, Lucifer left. I'm gonna be on... I don't want to be devil anymore. <laughs> You're gonna be I'm, what? I'm going to mute for two seconds. 
I'm going to mute myself for two seconds because I'm moving in the other room, all right? Oh, okay. You okay. can keep talking. Well, I'm, I was just, I'm talking just going about, into the other room. Okay, well, I was talking about uh, the famous, <laughs> the most demon, demonic angel of all, Lucifer. Well, <laughs> and uh, they actually have a really popular Lucifer TV series out, and uh, it's American Family, folks, about a, a fantasy drama television. Okay, it's developed by Tom Capinos, and uh, it features a character created by Neil Gaiman, Sam Clayce, and Mike uh, Dringenberg, and that's from the uh, comic book series The Sandman. And uh, he later became the protagonist of the spinoff book called Lucifer. That was written by Mike Carey and published by DC Comics. Okay. Now, Fox renewed the series for a third season, February 13, 2017. And uh, that was Lucifer. But I guess he has to be a part. But it's a cute show. Uh, we're not condoning good or bad. Okay. Don't get the wrong impression. But. Uh, dreams and you know imagination and we we use TV for a lot of things but in this series it focuses on Lucifer Lucifer Morningstar the devil he's bored and unhappy as the Lord of Hell so he resigns his throne abandons his kingdom and heads for Los Angeles to become a consultant with the LAPD and he starts running this nightclub called Lux L U X <laughs> and he did get renewed so they're going to put in the third season. So uh, it is cute, but you know things. They're ideas, and they take on a life all their own. Oh, I'm here myself again. Well, I came back, oh. just so you know. That's why. Oh, okay. Can you, Good. All right. Well, Lucifer, well, Lucifer, Lucifer is Lucifer is my favorite show. Oh, yeah. I watch. I watched it for two <laughs> years. I watched every 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 one of them. Uh, to me, it's hilarious. But it's, it makes you really think about how man's perception of Lucifer, what he is, and, and what they can do with that. Uh, and then they twist it and say, what could he really be? What would he really be like? To assume, and, I, and I'll say this, if angels and demons, if Lucifer and, and Michael dwell in the same world, guess what? They're very much the same. It's like saying the black race and the white race. We're here on the same planet. Are we exactly the same? Of course not. So when Lucifer and, and, and I mean, well, let's say an angel are, are on the same world like Michael, each trying to control and help and do what they can with what they know and what they assume and believe in, uh, it's kind of a joke because you want to go above both of them. You don't want to deal with either one of them. I always say, if you want the truth, go to the highest. If you're in, in, in a school... Do you go to the kindergarten teacher for the highest truth you can get, or do you go to the college graduate, I mean, the, the teacher of the college class? So you go to the highest level you can go to get the truth. Just because an angel's here doesn't mean that's the one you need to listen to either. But what, what well, I you said, said you were going to bring somebody on. We're about out of time. So what happened to well, your guest? She's eating now. She, she just... Yeah, she had to go to the doctor and stuff today, so she was. she's really tired now. Uh, I wanted to bring her on in the beginning, but I should have. But later in the day, she gets tired and she kind of gets worn out, especially when she had to drive and, and things like that. Uh, maybe next oh, time I'll, I'll get her to come on. Many times. Yeah, you should have right, come on in the beginning. When you have somebody, let them uh, come on in the beginning then, right? Because once you start yeah, talking, would... it's hard to get you cut off. <laughs> 
no, once no, we get no. I was trying up. to get her, but she was starving. Oh, you were? Okay, she didn't eat. Yeah, she No, she didn't eat. eat all day, so she yeah. was cooking something. And, okay, what's she? So. Well, it has to be a topic she's interested in. Apparently, she was interested in Oh, no, no, she's dreams, into so. dreams. Oh, she was. she's interested yeah. in dreams. She, she does a lot of work with that as well. Uh, she's a lucid dreamer, oh, and, and okay. she goes on beyond that. So, uh, so she can give a lot of help. Next time, like you said, if we can take this further and go a lot deeper, uh, it'd be yeah, cool. Yeah, we can have one every month or something on dreams, and we'll plan her to come back, and she can give a lesson or, or however she wants to help. That'd be fun. You on know? spiritual Tell growth, right, uh-huh. I will. On spiritual growth, there's not many topics that will help you grow spiritually. Learning how to cook, learning how to go fishing, learning how to do these things they'll help you grow in the physical reality. But to become aware, there's certain things you need to do and work with to become more aware of soul. If you don't do those things, soul will not become aware. A death experience forces a person to at least look at it. Not that I met many people that had a death experience and are totally aware of what happened, what they saw. Uh, but in a dream state, you do it every night. So you got all that extra time you got eight hours, five hours, whatever, to really work at something. Uh, even if it's just learning one simple thing or becoming aware, it's a good thing. So why not use that time wisely? I mean, if you were working all day and you had an hour lunch, you, you'd sit back and, and, and everything else. But you know you got to do another four hours after lunch. But in a dream state, time doesn't exist. You can do... Multiple things in each dream. You could work out a week in, 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 in like five minutes, ten minutes in physical time. Or it could be maybe a half hour. Sometimes, I mean, a dream could seem like it was a year. When you come out of it, man, I was in that dream so long. I did all these things and stuff. Because time changes when you're dreaming. Because you're outside of the physical body. Time for the physical body means the aging of the body. It doesn't mean the aging of soul because soul doesn't age. So, and that's a good perception because when you leave your body, you can be any age you want. Yeah, they put perceptions on dreams. They put perceptions, there's dream uh, dictionaries, and these are your dreams. I was falling as a little girl a lot, you know, falling, and, and I didn't think of we have dreams at all kind of ages, and I remember my dreams as a child. And falling and flying have always been a part, you know, the feelings. We learn from our feelings and what things symbolize. You know, what do we learn from our dreams? And, you know, you we learn about ourselves. There's no one uh, way to say that this means a certain thing to you. You know, if kissing someone in your dream means you want to, go kiss them, you know what I'm saying, or uh, you, you're going to go to prison, you know, if you, you dream you're going to prison, doesn't mean you're going to prison, doesn't even mean you're thinking about going to prison a lot of times, so we've got to look oh. at what our conscious and our subconscious works together, it doesn't, I'm just saying that you don't necessarily have to go buy a dream journal, a dictionary, and look up what does this mean, or what does that mean, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what that means to an individual. You would agree with that, right, Tommy? Oh, what I was going to say on that. A lot of times when you have a dream, you can work out karma in a dream. 
by doing certain things in your dream. Because like what we were saying, uh, it's what we put our attention on. But when we do an experience, we can work it out in our dream state so that it doesn't have to happen in the physical world as well. So it's, it's an incredible gift. I mean, everything God gave soul is a gift. Everything that we are is a gift. Whether we learn to use it or abuse it is, is the choice we make. And sadly, most people abuse everything that we get, got, or have. And uh, it could change if we were just willing to each respect ourselves and understand ourselves as who and what we are. I mean, we don't need a teacher to teach us that. Not in the physical world, not in the outer, and we don't need to spend money to learn that either. So what I was going to say is, dreams are free. Imagine you had to pay for every dream that you had; you wouldn't want any. You probably wouldn't <laughs> pay two cents for a dream. Escape? Well, we have to so pay for what, everything, even water. <laughs> see, is that water we respect used to be things free. that we pay for? Right. We respect things that we pay for, kind of in some way. Not when we really expect it, respect it, but. Uh, if you didn't have any dreams and you woke up, and there would be a void missing, and you'd experience this void. So think about it that way. We can have a hundred dreams and not pay two cents for any of them. We could dream we're flying. We could have this great vacation that we always wanted. I mean, it's like what was that movie uh, Schwarzenegger? And they put him in his dream and and all that. But totally it's close. To, yeah, it's safe, but uh, it, ABK, so, when it was Philip K. Dick. Right, total but, Recall. Right. Now, we can do that in our dream state and then enjoy it. Now, I don't want to get too sexual or anything like that, but you know it's called wet dreams. dreams. And children go through puberty. And for young boys and girls, puberty is something that your body does. It dreams and it has sometimes, not all. I don't remember ever having a wet dream as a child, but as an older woman, I did. So figure that let out. Me say not everybody this. has it the same age. Well, TJ, let me tell this story. It's not that long. When I was little, I was kind of protected from sex at every level. I never saw a naked girl when I was little. Didn't know the difference between a boy and a girl, that whole thing. And I was, I guess I was older, much older than you would assume. I'm not going to say the age. I don't feel like a fool. But I wasn't aware of anything. And I went to sleep. I went into an experience, a past life experience, when I was married. I was with a Japanese woman. And I was in love with her. We made love and everything. But I woke up in the middle of the night and and kind of crying and saying, what the freak was that? I had no clue what it was. I mean, I didn't know the word, what sex meant or anything. Never mind see it and experience it. So when people say, well, uh, it was just a dream. No, it was an experience because it was everything that I never experienced and knew before it happened. So it was one of the things that actually opened me up to being aware of, of, of what dreams can be, what, re- what past lives really are. So little experiences that not everybody's given that. Well, you said you had it as an older woman. And there's reasons for it. I mean, there's reasons why we do have different experiences in our dreams because they're going through our body. They're going through our actions, thoughts, and feelings, and emotions, and it's all part of what's being created to help us look at something. And usually it's to help us grow. 
and become more aware of what we are. And when you bring different things into your dreams, like dragons and, and unicorns, they were real. Whether people want to admit it, I mean, if you go through history, I mean, Pegasus and, and unicorns were in all history. And if you read the stories, some of them were exaggerated. Because when one when, when story was about a unicorn, they took this big goblin and filled it with water. A unicorn's horn is skinny as a little teeny tube. And it wasn't like you could put much water in it if you had it, if you actually cut it off a, a horse. But uh, they're in a different dimension now because they were pushed off of this planet like many other creatures. All the uh, salamanders and all the uh, earth, earth creatures, beings, entities, whatever you want to call them, elementals, they're all leaving. They're all real. If you experience them in a physical reality, it changes your reality, which I did. So all these little things, if you don't open up to them, they never come to you. And that's a sad thing because just experience an elemental. If you saw a little guy running across your table for real uh, and it wasn't a bad dream, it would wake you up to, to these things that are around us that we don't want to see. Little children see them because they're not from them. We should also mention Good. dream paralysis and uh, real quickly for because of children and going to bed and getting scared. And then a lot of people think that aliens, it, it's not happening to them, that they're strictly in dream paralysis. And some people believe, now this doesn't mean we do, but neurologically some people, some very intelligent people are getting mixed up the soul and what causes dream paralysis and aliens and, and abductions and being taken versus good quality spiritual with extraterrestrials or angels or beings that have been throughout the Bible as messengers. So these are things we all need to think about. These are symbols and symptoms, but uh, dream paralysis doesn't necessarily, it means, yeah, you can get scared and you can feel your, your nervous system shut down and people say these things happen while they're dreaming and having nightmares. So uh, we didn't talk too much about the negative stuff, Tommy, fear and dread and working out darkness. and You know well, what I'm talking let me about. Just we say can discuss this. That okay, We'll go through that real fast. In the year 2017, which is what we're in, think about it. In 2,000 years, in 20,000 years, did an angel teach us? Where did it bring us forward? And what did an alien teach us that moved us forward? And I'll tell you, the only place that I know through all my lifetimes where it changed reality completely was when Tesla met with an alien. He met with a couple, well, people two, don't a couple know beings. That. That's not in our psyche. That's only in what Well, it's not in our psyche. It's, but what it's I'm not saying in our is, folklore. It's not in our entertainment oh, no, 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 no. television. Whether you, whether you believe any it's of not, it. That wasn't in the news. What, oh, well, here's the thing. <laughs> you know, that's well, different. What's important is, no, the most important thing is, where do we move forward to? 20,000 years ago to now, what are we doing that's better than what we did 20,000 years ago? Well, we're still killing things. We're still killing people. We're still killing animals. Crime, we're still drugs, killing all the things. rainforest. We're still doing bad things. That's why in the dark side of your soul, you may have nightmares and demonic thoughts. 
And some in Thailand, they used to call it ghost of the Phaiyam. And folklore in the southern United States, they called it witch riding. But that doesn't mean that those things are bad either. These are these are things that happen, and we get scared. We sometimes work out fear of demons and uh, and, and bad things in the night. You know, I can't. I, I don't like nightmares, and so I try not to watch evil, bad movies because. Things you you go and you see and then you okay I'm going to bed. I'm, my husband and I made a make a thing and I love science fiction and space movies. I really do, but I don't like the ones like with Sorny Corny Reaver and Aliens, and I don't like the one Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I saw that once as a young woman, and I had nightmares for years about men and chainsaws. Well, that's so, you know that's the dark. Well, side. that's cool. That's programming though. When when people put those movies out, which get tons of people to go because they make millions of dollars or they wouldn't be putting it out there, uh, it programs people. The same as realize 90% of children that play games on a computer are playing killing games. Murdering this, that, killing this kind of creature, that, chopping up. A, I mean, even Grand Theft Auto, which is the worst game that I know of for, for many years, because it's the only game you can be a good guy for a little while, and then you can be the bad guy for a while. And you become a killer, you can beat up the cop, you can do all these horrible things. So games really promote a negative energy inside the brain. So if you're playing a killing game and you're playing it for a month long, what do you think it does to the subconscious mind? When it goes into and the dream state... The mind doesn't know the difference, and that's something we need to talk exactly. about. Like when you had sleep... When you don't know if you're you close your eyes and you're burning with you use that as an example of the night uh, as to uh, ice versus heat was it dry ice versus a flame you, that I wouldn't be able to tell right. the difference. So the subconscious you got to be very careful what you tell your psyche, your conscious, your soul that which you are in, in this, we're supposed to be so intelligent with our souls but, but being in a human flesh and bone physical meat suit it's somewhat of an advantage to know how to eat and taste and smell and touch and see and hear and even have intuitive thoughts and we have gifts but it can also be a detriment because your soul is inside now learning and if you start telling your mind, and you're not your brain, and you're not your mind, you're your soul. And Tommy and I worked on that Tuesday, so go back and listen. No, what night was it? Monday. So this is Thursday. So go back and listen to our Monday night show. That was pretty good. And then then tonight's dream. And I know we get off topic a little bit, but we try to come back to it. So this was all about the darkness. And we didn't go into very much of it the last few minutes. But, Tommy, any more you want to share on the the dream, nightmare well, yeah. versus well, dream. Okay, something which I learned, and and I learned it in a cer- certain path to teach it as well. But it's in almost all the all the important religions in my book. They call it the dark night of soul, and it usually happens or starts happening in the dream state because the darkness is there and you got to face it. But learning to face that is what makes a soul move forward. If you're afraid and the fear stays there, that dream stays there and it becomes part of your reality and your life is not what it should be or could be. When you face the dark night of soul, they call it the dark night of soul, the facing the dragon. Uh, I mean, there's different ways to 
classify it, but it's when you face what's the, the little bit of you inside of you that is the negative side that's there that when you have to make a decision, you know, oh, just kick them in the butt or just push them over or just do this. That little darkness that's always there is is breaking through that so that that's not always like the counteraction of, well, maybe I should just kiss them or hug them. I mean, there's always the two sides. And then we create the idea which one's good and which one's bad. And I kind of said this, there's good, bad, no, good, better, and the best. Because when you say bad, you're saying certain things are bad. Sure, in my reality, if you kill somebody, it's bad. But if you give birth to a child, I think that's bad because this poor kid's going to suffer the rest of his life because you put him there. Uh, I, I mean, you could look at things a lot of different ways as good and bad, but it depends on how it affects other people. You can do whatever you want with yourself, especially when you're dreaming. You can kill billions of people in your dream. You can make, create people. You can do whatever you want. So it's a different reality, but you need to be in control of that because if you do too much damage in your dream state, it does become part of your physical reality. And that's when the darkness steps in. So drugs are not beneficial, and most tribal people use it. I mean, not all tribes do drugs in the United States. A lot of tribes in different countries do. I mean, even in religions, they did at one point in time. Uh, So, is it a beneficial thing? I mean, go online. You could read these drugs that are supposed to help you have better dreams and things like that. Why ask her? And where they have it legal, where people do it. I mean, it's it's a big drug in Hawaii. And people use it a lot. But it's a trip. It's it's like taking an LSD trip, which if you didn't do that, you wouldn't know what this one is. But it's an experience of being in a crazy altered state where colors twist, things twist, things move wrong, and things are different. Things change, and it's not, not nothing solid there. But they try to get you, when you do ayahuasca, to go into your dream, to go into whatever is really... The, the, the problem within you that's stopping you from becoming a spiritual person. But that's really hard because going back, we have multiple things that give us pain and suffering in our lives and it usually starts at childhood. So it's not like something you can just pinpoint, do a drug and say, okay, I found the cure, now I'm okay. Even though lots of people say that. It's a temporary fix. Even in the Native Nation, when they do uh, Sundance and stuff, they torture their bodies until soul steps out of it. Uh, when you stay up for a couple of days, you start hallucinating. So do you want to clearly create dreams or hallucinations by just stay awake? So our concept of what we need to attain what we want is another twisted idea. Everything you need, everything you want to know, everything about who and what you are is inside you. It's the old scenario, if you, if you look deep enough, you'll find it. If you open the right door, you'll see it. You close the door, you'll never see it. So the inner world, the inner self, the dream state, subconscious state is alive, as alive as we are in the present and in the moment now while we're awake. But how they relate to each other is a different thing for each person. When we learn to control it, which we need to do, it becomes a beneficial thing. I'm not saying you've got to change everything in your life because you don't. And, and the word attachment is very important. I know as in religion, everybody says you can do whatever you want as long as you're not attached to it. And the second part of that should be as long as it doesn't hurt nobody. Because if you hurt yourself or soul, that's all you're going to do. 
if you hurt other people or I mean kill people and people all that it becomes a totally different reality this world it changes the reality completely and we're not that person we're not we're not god we have we don't have that right even though we perceive we do i mean i'm sorry about bringing it into to the outer again when we're talking about the dream state but the dreams do back to your dream log when you wake up how do you feel if you feel good write that down and try to keep that energy with you as long as you can during the day. It's like when you go on a vacation and you come back. You try to hold on to that as long as you can because it slowly drifts away. Well, you're back to work and it's back to work every day. And then you forget that you had a, a week sitting around, swimming, seeing things, whatever. So in a dream state, you got both. You got all that. So use it and work with it. Because it can only give you benefits in life, uh, showing you things in life, showing you things that can happen, and showing you past lives, which is a very important thing, which we didn't even get into detail. But all the past lives you had, all that information that soul has, it didn't forget it. But the mind didn't, doesn't want to perceive it because it's not allowing it to. So we have all these ex- extra things in our reality outside of paying for it, going to workshops, listening to lectures, listening to people talk and say everything's just close your eyes and everything's beautiful. Uh, yeah, that that's a different story. Reality is one thing. Dreams are another. If you dream of beauty and beautiful flowers and beautiful trees and everything, it doesn't mean the world is that. Because when you come out, I mean, just just last night they said, Hawaii, you got to really watch... There's toxic chemicals in a lot of the seafood and fish right now in certain areas of different parts of Hawaii. Yeah, people don't want to hear the truth. Oh, no, no, Hawaii is the most beautiful place. What is beautiful? In the dream state, what is pleasurable? And if it is, is it beneficial? Dreaming of being with 50 million women in your dreams, one thing, if that's what you want. But is it going to help you? If you're in a relationship, that shouldn't be part of the reality that you're going to create. You have to look at where you are, who you are, what you're doing. When you start creating a dream space, it's got to be right and beneficial and helpful. So everything's not easy. And when you deal with truth, it becomes harder. If you say everything's beautiful and you close your eyes, everything's beautiful because you're not looking at it. But when you open your eyes and face every action you create, you're responsible for it. Every thought you give to somebody, you're responsible for it. Every action you do to another person, you're responsible for it, good or bad, positive or negative. Stimulating somebody, is that positive or negative? I mean, all those things, we perceive what we want from it. I mean, the Hindu people talked about Kama Sutra sex, and it was always about sex. And when you talk about the deities, everything was sex. And there was nothing spiritual there. See, people lose the idea because there's an angel or a God. They're not the bringers of God. They're the bringers of pleasure, usually. But when they give a warning, like when uh, Noah got a warning or when Lot got a warning, it's not pleasurable. Moses was given the Ten Commandments by an angel. And what did he do? The first thing he did, he killed people. So... Everything is important. Every action we create. I know our time's running out, but when we dream, we can learn a lot. 
and make it useful, and we should. I, I hope everybody got something out of today. If you want to talk to TJ or me, text us, email me. I'm on Skype. If you want to talk directly, please. Uh, I only want to give out what I know as my truth. You don't have to accept it or not, but it could help you if you listen a little, uh, and it might. And that's my gift to, to what I can do in the Honest Planet, and TJ is doing the same thing. So we're here. We're not getting paid for this. We're not going out trying to get money to get paid to do this. We're trying to do this to put the truth out there to help in whatever way they, they can do or use the information that we give them. Uh, and dreams are important. Remember that. You know, Tommy, this group we had planned, the Trump-Pensacola rally, you want to know before you go, on the Pensacola News Journal, folks. I live down in Gulf Breeze, and I have a ticket on my phone. The parking's $10 alone, but you have to be on the property by 1 p.m., and it doesn't start till 7. No one's going to be even allowed on the property after 1 o'clock because they're going to be doing security checks, okay? You're going to be there for the 7 hours? 4 p.m. That's you have to be there during the day early before 1 p.m. You can't even get on. They block what the roads saying. off. It's an all-day affair. I can't do it. I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it. But due to the the long day, and it's going to be raining, it's colder than it's ever been. It's supposed to be it may even snow maybe. Can you, can you, and they have can you sell a ticket real fast? It's, not a, it's, a, it's a free ticket. These are these are free tickets. You pay for the rally, and you can donate thirty five, fifty, or whatever, you know, donate. But it's a uh, it was a free ticket on my phone. So, uh, but I can't go. I'd love to go Everybody? and cover it in person, but folks, I can't be there all day. Just to, you have to be there by one no, o'clock. Just to, or you can't even get in the traffic and the in the. It's going to be in the morning. And see, I live on an island in Gulf Breeze, one street going across the bridge, and right I'll be right at the big convention center. So it's not that far. I can almost. I mean, overhead it's like my house, and there it is, the convention center. It's a circle. Right once I cross the bridge, I'm right there at it. Three miles, the three mile bridge. I'm right there, but. Uh, the fact is, if I got up in the morning and went there, and I'd have to have all my food and everything packed and then and security, and you can't bring all this stuff, security, and uh, it'd be a lot of fun to experience it, but not on a cold, rainy snow day for here, and I can't, it's so cold. That's not normal here. So then he announced the Jerusalem, Israel, uh, Jerusalem is going to be the, uh, we're getting involved in putting that and the new embassy in Jerusalem and Israel and uh, moving that. So there, there's going to be a lot going on. So keep your eye on the rally here where I live. Know that I wanted to cover it, and I wanted to be there. However, at my age, 66, the day after Christmas, I can't be there in cold, wet, rainy, waiting in line to be go through security all day. And then you've got to be there before 1, and security, you know, they open the doors for until it starts at seven, so there's a minimum of three hour security line to get in. So it's a huge process for a human that's in good shape, you know, like a mountain climber. <laughs> but we got to really appreciate the fact that people are willing. To, it was a one time affair. It's like going to see Abraham Lincoln on a stump, you know. But anyway, well, just know my heart was in it, and I wished I could go, but not with the weather and the people and the. It could be just as bad with riots and things. So good luck on security right. and all that. But 
you know, any any president, it's just be an American thing. It's just be an honor to go hear the president speak with your own ears, which I planned on doing tomorrow. But uh, I just I staying up oh, doing sorry, the show DJ. and getting up in the morning. But I'd love to go. But you know what I mean? An all day thing to uh, just get. You have to be on right. the property inside the gate and park in your car by one o'clock. So. If I got up by 9, I may be in line until 12 and get to part by 1 so I can stay. But once you get there, you can't go back out of the gate. Scary and stuff. When huh? And when it's over, <laughs> getting home getting home is going to take It'll hours as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would have been a lot of fun, I but mean, you can't go through it at my age. <laughs> so it's not going to be covered like by me this year. We'll watch it on TV, folks. Well, thanks for enjoying us and being with us, and I hope you enjoyed us. I don't want to say thanks for hating us. <laughs> Thank you for enjoying us. And love and light, folks, thanks for being our friends. Please find us in our social media. We write me at Agency at Gmail if you have a book and you'd like to come on and share a spiritual science topic. Thank you, Tommy, again. You did wonderful, and we'll cover more topics next week. Okay, we're it was off. A pleasure. Thank you, Tommy. You too. Thank son. you too. Bye-bye. Look, at Hardee's, we think that if you're hungry and you have five bucks, you deserve a satisfying meal. Like one of our new $5 All-Star meals, loaded with American classics like a charbroiled double cheeseburger, hot dog, fries, drink, even a warm cookie. But hey, if that's not your thing, you can always break out your degree in menu engineering, piece something together from the other guy's value menu, or just swing by Hardee's and get yourself a real meal. The $5 All-Star Meals. There's no better way to spend five bucks. Price of participation may vary. Price is higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Tax not included. Introducing Hardee's $5 All-Star Meals. Loaded with satisfying classics. For just five bucks, you get a charbroiled double cheeseburger hot dog and, oh yeah, fries, drink, and a fresh-baked cookie. Or a double cheeseburger, a spicy chicken sandwich, and what? The fries, drink, cookie thing again? Or hand-breaded tenders and, spoiler alert, fries, drinks, and cookies for days, y'all. All for just five bucks. The $5 All-Star Meals. Stop by Hardee's and get yourself one today. Price of participation may vary. Price is higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Tax not included.